talking and it don't make sense Tell me what it's all about The truth is stranger the closer you get To the who, what, where, when, how Absurd is the word, guess what I heard Absurd is the word, guess what I heard Guess what I heard Guess what I heard What's up? This is Know What I Heard. I'm Jamie. I'm Monique. Yeah, you are. Yeah, I am. Are you ready for tidbits? I'm ready. Okay, so we've had a couple stories previously. One was a woman getting hit in the face by a turtle on the interstate. The other was the decomposing body juices of your upstairs neighbor (laughs) falling through the ceiling. Yeah, that still gets me. Yeah, if you haven't heard those stories, go back and listen. So it seems to be sort of a theme of either something hitting your face or waking up to something alarming. Are you ready, Monique? Yes. So there's a woman in Ontario who woke up to her dog barking in her house. And so she kind of started to stir a little bit. And then all of a sudden there was this huge explosion and like debris hit her face. She's like, what the balls? So she gets up, turns on the light, and there's just a hole in her ceiling. So she's like, what the hell? Panics, doesn't know what to do. She's kind of looking around. So she calls 911. The 911 operator is asking her all these questions. And she's like, I don't know. I don't know. She moves. Like, she had two pillows that she was sleeping on. She moves them, finds a fucking meteorite in her pillows. A meteorite? A melon, it said melon sized. I don't know if this is a cantaloupe or a watermelon. Yeah. There's a lot of melons. There are a lot of melons. What about these melons? These these melons. Any melon sized meteorite I don't want. Any, a baseball sized meteorite, a meteorite I don't want that close to my face. Yeah. Like literally Henny Penny happened. Like the sky is falling. Yeah. It ended up being underneath the two pillows that she was laying on. Oh it God. missed her it missed her face. Like, I mean, she felt the debris and other stuff, you know, from the ceiling and everything, but like barely missed her face from outer space. Oh my God, that is that's awesome. <laughs> like that's awesome. Aw- it's incredibly terrifying, but awesome. Yes, also it's, awesome. It's crazy. And so yeah. it was it ended up being confirmed by some like meteorite experts or whatever at a university that was nearby. Um, And some people had actually reported seeing kind of a bright light in the sky and an explosion that followed and then some booms. Like, so there were other people that had seen something that all added up to this being a meteorite. It just happened to be a big chunk that fell through her ceiling and onto her almost face. But her dog was fine, right? I mean, that's important. Yeah, they're both fine. I'm assuming that the dog probably heard the booms. And or just felt that thing coming, going, Mm-mm. yeah, like shoot, I'll be downstairs, <laughs> <was> like <laughs> But like as cool as that is, I just I am not a big fan of knowing that that can happen. You know what I mean? Like that, just at any point in my day, a meteorite can just crash through wherever I'm at. Yeah, it's a little terrifying. Hit me Slightly. in the face or 
knock me off my bike, whatever it might be. You know, there's just <laughs> any scenario I don't want that happening. But yeah. it's cool that a piece of outer space wanted to sleep with her that night mm-hmm. and just put itself ever so gently on the pillows. <laughs> Good night, Irene. Okay. Are you ready for story number two? Yes. There was a man in Turkey who had been reported missing and he actually ended up joining his own search party. Does that make sense? No. He joined his own search party? Yeah. He was drunk and there were people out in a search party looking for him and he joined (laughs) the search party. What's wrong with people? (laughs) I just don't understand. (laughs) So here's what happened. So there was a drunk man in Turkey He had been out drinking the night before with a friend in the forest, like I guess you do. I don't know. It was like my hometown. You were drinking out in a field or whatever. Yeah, I was going to say like a baseball field or something like that when we were kids. Nope, just out in the forest. He was drinking with a friend. He ended up wandering off wasted. Okay, so he separated from his friend. He didn't come home, so his wife ended up panicking, reported him missing. So he apparently ended up sleeping at a house in the forest i don't he's i guess goldilocks and just gonna say who else was he had the three bears it's exactly what i was thinking yeah so he just was the berenstain bears house this looks like a good place to just rest for a bit and so he just want i i don't understand maybe turkeys there's just houses in the woods for that purpose yeah it's a free-for-all if you get tired and in the morning he wakes up, leaves this house, and is walking through the forest when he meets up with a search party. And he's like, sup, dudes? What's going on? And they're like, we're looking for someone that wandered off. And so he, for like 30 minutes, was a part of the search party. Who's worse, him or the people looking for him? I well, feel here, like the people looking at him should be held accountable here. here. Here's the funny part. Like, so he was part of it for a while and they must have just been walking in silence looking for him. And then they started yelling his name. I don't know if it was more like when it got more <laughs> dense or whatever. So then they started yelling his name and he's like, that's me. Like, <laughs> wait, what? So he's like, that's, that's my name. That's me. And they're like, okay, whatever. And they didn't believe him. <laughs> and so he's still in the search for it. Like, no, it's me. And then he ends up like they met up with, his friend that he'd been with the night before and they're like hey you're all right and that's when they believed him but oh wow it's yeah so wouldn't you i mean okay okay let's let's rewind to the first time he sees this search party there's a lot of things about this that make me (laughs) yeah question some as the search party a stranger comes over and you're like looking for someone that you don't know clearly and they come over to you hey what's going on oh we're looking for this dude Oh, what dude? You would think a dude named blah, blah, blah. If they already knew the name enough to yell it, then you would think, oh, it's this guy, blah, blah, blah. You know, since they don't know who they're looking at. Right. There's like a few things kind of happened. Maybe they thought that he was already part of it and he was just like overlooking this way and then he joined back up. And so there wasn't a big conversation. But, I mean, he may have still been so drunk that he was just like, all right, we're just walking through the woods. Yeah, I was just going to look for this dude. (laughs) But it said that he was part of the search party for, like, 30 minutes. So I'm like, what were they doing? Yeah, right? Kicking leaves and, like, just hoping that they, like, stumbled upon some man. (laughs) I do have to say, 
props to Turkey and their very quick turnaround on search parties. Yeah, I mean, in the middle of the night, like you know, none of this twenty four hours bullshit. Yeah, like, well, they're an adult. It's has it been twenty four hours? Okay, yeah. call call well, me. How old are they? Eight. They probably ran away. We'll go look for them tomorrow. They're just probably at a friend's house. Um. <laughs> so I don't know how it works. In I other loved countries. your Dr. Phil just now, by the way. <laughs> oh, well, huh? oh, God. <laughs> but like in other countries, I don't know how it works. But here you have to be like, it's 24 hours, right? Like you have to be missing 24 hours for it to be yeah. a valid missing person. So yeah, they only a- get 48. They say the most crucial part is 48 hours. So essentially they give 24 hours yeah. to find you before they assume yeah, you're so dead. We're going to let you get halfway to real fucked before we start looking for now i mean if it's like friends and family searching that's one thing but that's for authority so props to these strangers who are like yeah we'll help look for them (laughs) whatever there was no time for posters and pictures to pass around to be like we're looking for (laughs) they they weren't out there with the guy's face on their chest Um, but they found him they Mm. found him they were in the right place at the right time when he stumbled out of the mystery house and Scoobs and the gang found him. It was a great success. <laughs> and that <laughs> is a Turkish delight. Oh. Boom. Okay, <laughs> so I have two more news stories. Both of them are in your neck of the woods. Ooh. Monique grew up in Massachusetts, currently lives in Rhode Island. Yes. New England girl. Okay, are you ready for the story? Yeah, all ready for this. Yes. Jock jams. <laughs> that was my actually that was my karate song. I used to have a nunchuck routine to that. Oh, Jesus Christ. No, it was killer. Do you I remember to, it? I used to win things from for it. Like could you do it for me? <laughs> could I yeah. do I could probably do part of it for you, but I probably won't. Damn. Okay, I think I need you to try and remember that routine. So I can say, or whatever. Sure. Is that what it's called? Like, I don't know. It was my kata. My kata. Yeah, well, when you f- sort that out, let me know because I want to see it. Okay. <laughs> All right, you got it. This story is from Boston, Massachusetts. Boston. So there was a group of high school students from a charter school in Boston that were going on a field trip. But unfortunately, due to a bus shortage, the original charter bus booked had fallen through. And so they ended up having to take a party bus, (laughs) like a legit stripper pole, neon, (gasps) (laughs) the whole bit for their field trip. Yes. (laughs) And you know, they felt like ballas. Oh, yeah. Well, actually, they probably just sat and stared at each other and they're like, we can't do anything, but there's so many things that I want to do. But I want to spin around on that pole so bad. Yeah. Like WAP. So the <laughs> this teacher, I think these were 11th graders. It said that it was an 11th grade teacher, so I'm assuming he had 11th grade students on this field trip. But he, this teacher actually posted on Twitter about it. People were loving it and thought it was hilarious. And it is really funny, but he was actually like, like, so he said it's funny, but it also shows major flaws in the education system. And I didn't know that a lot of school districts are actually struggling to keep bus drivers, which makes sense because I mean, when all 
students were remote and stuff, bus drivers weren't needed for a big amount of time, which I didn't even think about. And so they probably ended up getting other jobs. And with the exception of maybe the retired people that were doing it just for kicks, just for something to do, they lost a lot of drivers. So there's actually like a huge bus shortage and driver shortage to the point that um, this was in Boston. So they, they said that in Massachusetts in particular, they've had national guardsmen driving um, like school bus, like transport buses to get students to school and back because there wow. aren't enough buses and drivers. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. So I was like, ha ha ha. Oh, well, fuck. So that's sad. But let's also remember that at some point there was a pack of 11th graders in a party bus <laughs> surrounded by neon lights. Right. Empty With a alcohol. mini bar, probably. Yeah. I'm hoping that they took the alcohol out. But I hope that they kept it dark with all the neon lights on heading to like the museum of whatever the fuck. <laughs> yeah. And that they're just all sitting like. <laughs> hey, guy, my <laughs> my aunt works on this bus. Yeah. You know her on Fridays. Yeah. Janine. Yeah. 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 These pole smudges are hers. <laughs> <laughs> From her hands. Oh, right. You're disgusting. You're disgusting. Okay. Final story. Dumbasses. Cool. Also also from your neck of the woods. Of course. <laughs> there are some dummies that live up here. That's fine. There's a handful. Yeah. And there are two in particular. Are they in Rhode Island? Yeah. Oh my God. This is good. It's a small state, so we probably know each other. So there are two men in Rhode Island who have agreed to pay $5,000 each to settle a case in which authorities say they touched off a needless and expensive ocean search and rescue effort. Did you hear about this? No. Okay. So they were at a friend's wedding on Block Island. Okay. If you've never heard of Block Island, it's a small island off the coast of Rhode Island. Yes. You have to take a ferry. Yes. It's silhouette to the Block Island ferry. They have a, like a little theme. A little party location. People have houses there and stuff. It's, you know, whatever. I went there once, almost threw up on the ferry. My friend Lauren did throw up on the ferry. And then my first stop on Block Island was to go by Dramamine for the ferry home. Cool. So it was a great day. Mm. I don't get seasick, so look at me. Well, I guess we can wrap up tidbits. <laughs> yep. Sorry, sweethearts. <laughs> Every time I go on a ferry with somebody, some asshole is six, seasick. I mean, come on. Get your okay. sea legs. I need you to put your Boston back in your fanny pack and calm the fuck down. So these guys were at a friend's wedding on Block Island which I'm sure was already just off the chain. <laughs> and they decided, you know what? This wedding needs some pizzazz. These two ding-dongs get in a boat, borrow a flare gun, go out in the water, and fire three flares to wow the wedding guests. But what actually happened was... <laughs> See what happened? <laughs> what happened was um so some other people maybe the wedding guests maybe not i'm not sure saw the flares and they reported them to the harbor master which i don't know what that is but it sounds important and they alerted the coast guard 
who deployed a boat and two helicopters <laughs> for the search because of these flares. They ended up costing more than $100,000 <laughs> on the response. Oh my God. Yeah. So it was like a full on like search and dun- rescue mission. Dun- and it's just two dipshits out in a boat like oh you know what these guests are gonna love number one get some sparklers yeah really if you can if you can afford a wedding on block island i'm sure you could afford some fireworks or i mean just really like light something off make it look like not a flare anything candles in a bag or whatever that float off lighters just put your lighters up can we just rein it in a little bit just enjoy your wedding reception. There mm-hmm. must have been an open bar. Just enjoy that. Yeah. Have a I piece mean, of cake. Don't use anything that has fire, really, yeah. other than a candle. That's and let's it. just think about our decisions and what a flare is actually for. It's not to bedazzle the sky at a wedding reception no. and fill the night with a half second of light. But you know who wouldn't do that at a wedding reception? Sophia fucking Bush. Sophia Bush would never do that. No. No, she She's would be like, classy. guys, guys, the She's Coast Guard's going to get alerted by the Harbor Master. Yes. Have, have you learned nothing? Have you learned nothing from the show Tidbits? If you haven't learned anything, you just did. Because I didn't know that if I took a dinghy out with a friend and we fired three flares that I'd cause $100,000 of search and rescue charges and have to pay $5,000. To have a good time. For what? For what? Best five thousand dollars I ever spent. You know that that's what's happening, right? The best five thousand dollars I ever spent. And so when they rode back to shore, where there's some like ladies there that were like, "Were you the guys that did those sweet ass flares out over the water?" They're like, "Yeah, of course it is." Let's go dance to Chumba Wumba. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Like, yeah. And, yeah. So anyway, that's my stories. I like those. Those are good. Instead of This Week in History, guess what we're talking about? What are we talking about? I'm going to tell you about some really weird customs from around the world. Sounds good. Hit me with weird shit. As Americans, we're fucking weird. So Mm -hmm. let's hear about some other shit. In China, when a woman conceives a child, it's customary that her husband, maybe wife, Actually carries her over hot coals. Picks her up. Carries her over hot coals. Okay. Um, What's the significance of doing that? Some believe that a successful journey over the coals ensures that the woman has an easy and less painful delivery. Or, you know, just an easier labor. And some think that it shows kind of a solidarity between the husband and wife and the husband kind of taking his own pain and sympathy to pr- of what is wife. To protect wife. their, yeah. Okay. Well, or just like to kind of like, I know what you're about to go through. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go through all this pain now to show you that like, I'm getting I got you. some pain too. Okay. So whatever. Weird. It's supposed to be anyway. some sort of weird bond. I think it just seems ridiculous. What if you drop her in the fire? Cause you're like, ah, hoo, ha, hoo. <laughs> okay. Don't do it. It just seems like it could lead to other burns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's something that in Spain is called 
it's it's like a baby jumping custom which dates back to the 1600s and combines catholic and pagan traditions what a winning team you know they work together <laughs> yeah so i think it's called the el calacho festival i'm probably butchering that but so men in red and yellow masks represent the devil and they run through the streets insulting and whipping villagers sounds like a real party yeah so then drummers show up and they announce the arrival of these men who have come to drive away the devil so what then happens is that babies that were born during the year before then like so the prior year are placed on a mattress in the middle of the street and these devils leap over the babies this is this not like totally fucked what? And they believe that the devils, these devils, absorb the sins of the babies and protect them from misfortune. Yeah, that's Catholic. Yeah. And sins then of the, the babies. Jesus. The babies are then, whilst lying on this dirty mattress in the middle of the street, safety hazards all around, are then sprinkled with rose petals and claimed by their parents. Aw, how cute. And then it's like... <laughs> Because the cars are driving around dirty mattresses in the middle of the road. Way to go. Yeah, for reals. There is a tradition in Denmark that goes back hundreds of years that if you're unmarried, when you turn 25, you can expect to be covered in cinnamon by the end of the day. This is like you get annihilated with cinnamon. So this is like what your friends do when you turn 25 at some point during the day. You're like, sort of rich. And then there's like five guys with cinnamon. What? Is it like you clearly you stink? We need you to smell better. I don't. You, it doesn't really gross. say what the significance of it is. It just says the Danish people take the tradition to the limits, thankfully with a sense of humor. So sometimes, like, your friends will throw eggs at you and then cover you with cinnamon so it, like, sticks and you've got just, like... <laughs> they make you a French toast. Basically, you're just a big old cinnastick. It just is, like, something for fun that they do. There's no, like, it'll bring you luck finding your mate or anything That's like that. It's just like, hey, fucker, you're 25. I'm going to get... You're going to get cinnamon. Yeah. And it says that the average age of marriage in Denmark for men is 34 and women is 32. So <laughs> Everybody's getting covered in cinnamon. Yeah, so that's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, so in Scotland, there's something called bride blackening. And if you're invited to a wedding, you bring trash. And so in parts of Ireland and Scotland, it's customary to kidnap and quote-unquote blacken the bride and groom before the wedding. It's apparently supposed to bring good luck, and it's a way for people to just kind of go wonky. But basically, they take the bride and groom, or the groom and groom, or the bride and bride, and they bring everything they can think of from, like, honey to cow shit to fish guts, rotten eggs, dog food, whatever. And you basically just, like, throw trash at these people and cover them in stinky, disgusting shit. That's so fucking gross, dude. I know. I know. I know. No. No. I mean. Just no. 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 Although I'd probably prefer that over some of the bachelorette parties I've seen. <laughs> True that. You don't have to wear matching dumb dresses and penis stuff. You don't want to eat a penis, pu- a penis pop? No. I don't. Mm-hmm. 
So, are you ready for this week's what? Yes. Well, too bad, because this week's what is actually a who? It's the amazing, the incredible Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Okay. A.K.A. RBG in the hizzy. (laughs) You can't handle the Ruth. (laughs) So, if you're not familiar, Ruth Bader Ginsburg was the second female on the Supreme Court of the United States. And she was just a huge advocate for equality all around. Mm -hmm. Definitely an icon for feminists and just equal rights just kind of across the board. So I wanted to highlight some of the things that she did because I think a lot of people know her as this like champion for women and equal rights, but maybe don't know specifically what she was responsible for. So I just wanted to talk about some of the cases and some of the things that she actually did. And I'm going to cite my source as my Ruth Bader Ginsburg calendar. Cite your source. So in 1972, she co-founded the Women's Rights Project at the ACLU, taking major strides in laying the foundation for future women's rights advocacy. She helped pass the Pregnancy Discrimination Act in 1978 Uh, Which protects women from being fired or not considered for job positions because they're they're either pregnant or planning on becoming pregnant. Before 1978, that could happen. Let's think about that for a second. As Mm -hmm. females, but also as males that maybe your wife, sister, mother, whoever could have been fired, lost their job when they needed money most just because they might consider having a child at some point. So, thank you, Ruth. Yes, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. She was a huge advocate, again, for feminism and equal rights, but this was a case that not many people probably know about. But she fought against sex discrimination, um, and one case in particular before the Supreme Court was a case called Weinberger versus Weisenfeld or Wiesenfeld. I'm not sure how you'd say it. She represented Stephen Weisenfeld, who was denied Social Security child support benefits as a male widower that a female widower would have received in that situation. That was a major milestone in her career, and it actually you know, ended up really propelling her further successes in discrimination cases. So that was the case that as far as sex equality, she actually represented a man. So I think yeah. that that's something huge to point out, that it wasn't just mm-hmm. females. Exactly. So bam, suck it's, on that. It's somebody who is being put, you know, pushed back. That's it. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. Matter. She paved the way for the Equal Credit Opportunity Act in 1974, which allowed women to apply for mortgages, credit cards, and bank accounts without having to have a man cosign which guaranteed women the right to financial independence and equal benefits, which is just crazy that before 1974, women couldn't do those things for themselves. For themselves, yep. Not at all. Crazy. There was a case in 1999 called Olmstead versus LC, which was a case where two women with mental disabilities were voluntarily admitted to a psychiatric unit of Georgia Regional Hospital Although both women were medically cleared to move to a community-based setting, they were actually kept in isolation within the hospital for years. 
Ginsburg helped reinforce the rights individuals with disabilities and mental illnesses are afforded, asserting that they are not assumed incapable or unworthy of participating in community life. So she stood up for disabilities as well. Mm -hmm. Because she was fucking awesome as a human being. Back then, no one advocated for women. And if you didn't, or if you didn't have a man advocating for you, you didn't have anything. Yeah. Well, in that case was in 1999. Oh, God. So. Yeah. Jesus. So at the, that point, these women, just because they voluntarily went into a hospital getting help, they were deemed not unfit. And so they were just kind of locked away in this hospital for years in complete isolation. It's insane. And last, but certainly not least, especially for the two people recording this podcast right now. <laughs> In 2015, the Supreme Court handed down its civil rights decision in the Obergefell and Hodges case, which made same-sex marriage legal in all 50 states. She was instrumental in the decision that passed with a 5-4 to four ruling and upheld the connection between liberty and equality related to marriage rights. She had challenged arguments against same-sex marriage in previous proceedings and had even officiated some same-sex marriages herself. She was just the best. She's the best. When it comes to just people and human rights, she was just amazing. Yeah, she just was truly a representative for the underdog all around. Yeah. And great. I appreciate that so fucking much. Rest in peace, RBG. Mm -hmm. For sure. That's all I got. Did you have anything you wanted to add? No. I feel like I feel like I did it. Thank you for doing 22 episodes of tidbits with me to date. Thank you for having me do 22 episodes with you and not getting sick of me. And hopefully so many more to come. So many more. And uh, keep it real now. And Godspeed, Jamie. Thank you so much. Okay. I'm starting to get hungry. I brought a Lunchable and some Pop-Tarts. I'm good. Now I want pizza. And I want you getting moited over some cigarettes. Fancy. Have I learned you nothing? Sorry, Jesus Christ. She's pretty. Don't be stupid. Yeah, real bad. So nobody's doing anything funny now? Fuck. Swingers. That's my crotch. Thank you guys so much for listening to Tidbits and supporting Know What I Heard. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. Five-star ratings and great reviews help us out immensely and are greatly appreciated. Like the Facebook page at Know What I Heard Podcast. Follow us on Instagram. And if you have any questions, comments, show ideas, anything at all, please send an email to knowwhatiheard at gmail.com. Again, thank you so much for listening. Stay safe, stay healthy, and until next time, hey, know what I heard? 